WABC Talk Radio 77, time for America's small caffeinated mom, Rhonda Schrock. How are you, Rhonda? Good morning, James. I'm great. I just want to tell that caller, Mary, what's her name? This isn't quite Mary an all-boys network. Yes, Mary Beth. This is not quite an all-boys network <laughs> because there's a curly-headed, caffeinated girl in the house. So I'm happy to be here. And we're very, very happy to have you here, Rhonda. Oh. I'm also looking forward to having Princess Di return. I really miss her analysis. And uh, as far as Mary Beth's comments about Derek, uh, what I love about Derek is not only his humor, but I can tell he's a family man. The day he said that he has to brush cats and kids off of him so that he can write, that's what I knew he really <laughs> <laughs> tickled me. And I wonder uh, if Derek would know what the fastest land mammal is on the planet. I saw that the, that fact came to me this week when I saw one of the stories I wanted to tell you about. Did you see the security breach at the White House? Did you read that? Yeah, the little kid that, that got through the gate, that got yes. through the, the fence. A toddler squiggled through two pickets of the fence. And of course, it was a boy toddler. Of course. And, yeah, of course it was. And, it, well, the Secret Service response really tickled me. Their spokesman came out with a statement later, and he said, we were going to wait until we learned to talk to question him, but in lieu of that, he got a timeout and was sent on his way with his parents. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, yeah, that tickled me. But it, it gave me flashbacks of our own toddlers who were, like I said, the fastest land mammals on the planet. I don't know if there was ever a shopping trip that we went on where somebody didn't disappear. And I mean, I'm an owl. I can swivel my neck 360 watching those those guys. But, you know, they were just so fast. And one of them actually triggered a code atom at a Walmart one day. Do you know what a code atom is? I have no idea what a code atom is. Oh, my Lord. I was there with a baby. What, what is the, a code atom? Well, it's when a child disappears and they put out a call across the store saying all associates drop what you're doing and look for this child. Well, I oh. had a baby. Yes, I had a baby with me and one who was mobile. And the one who was mobile was in his little blue jeans and he was wearing a Santa hat. It's just what he wanted to wear that day to go shopping. And all of a sudden he was gone. And I could not run the aisles because I had an infant in a car seat. So I ran to contact an employee, and there went a code at him. All employees, drop what you're doing. Look for a boy in a Santa hat. Oh, my Lord. It was was mortifying. But before that, it was terrifying, you know, because when they're out of your sight. So finally, here he came holding the hand of a little old lady, and his spirits were drooping about as far as his little Santa hat. Uh, it was, oh, that's an adrenaline rush. I don't need to have again. But anyway, they they were oh. very prolific. Anyway, I didn't know that they a, had I didn't know that they had Code Adams cuz I well, I would be re, I would have been responsible for a few of them for my mom. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. This was like oh, the Oh, look, this was this was no, I'm serious. This was Rhonda. Yeah. They it was it was like there were two things that they dreaded. One, mom's taking us to the big, you know, the big retail store. Back when I was a kid, we used to go to this store called Great Eastern Mills. 
And two, maybe once out of every three or four times that we went there, I would get lost. I would just go away from her and just start wandering off. And it always turned into the other one was the church picnic. We had a church picnic every year. And no matter what, I would go some, I would just start wandering and end up having to, it was always a thing. And it's like, okay, after the first few times, you begin to wonder, is this boy mentally ill? We keep telling him, stop doing this. And every time we take him out, and then when I turned into a teenager, it didn't stop. Then oh. I had a bi- Then I had a bicycle. And you were so, a nightmare. So the bicycle was, James, we need you here by X and X o'clock. X and X o'clock would come by. Where's James? Nobody knows oh. where James is. And Ooh. so one, what finally, I think, I think what finally did it with that was, I mean, cause I, you know, we got, oh, I hate to say the words. I didn't just get spanked. We got, I got, we got toe up. Okay. I got toe up. So one day Uh-oh. I'm off on the bike and you can imagine what happens, Rhonda. I am way overdue, way overdue mm-hmm. to be home. I had my bike. I went to another county on my bike. Oh, no. Yeah, and so I'm coming back home on my bike, and I'm like, damn, I'm late. You know, and I pull up, and the whole family is standing by the car, and they're dressed up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Some Somebody either had died. I forget what. There was some family emergency that everybody, that we had to get dressed and go to, and for over an hour, they're waiting. Oh, no. Oh, and I'm no. O-M-G. <laughs> my, you're out, oh, you're out my, county hopping, and they're waiting on you. My oh. dad my dad lit my ass up. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, it's terrifying when they disappear. It takes years off your life. It does. Yeah. One, of, one of our others scrambled away when we were having our annual spring festival in town, and we were busy holding a big family garage sale, and he and his little toddler cousin, they just disappeared. We were literally running the streets screaming their names. It was it was horrifying. Aren't but anyways, boys fun? Oh, yeah. Fun. It'll be fun, they said. You'll love it, they said. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, it was a rush, but that's what that's what that all triggered. I thought that was kind of a heartwarming story, but the irony of a $64 million fence around the people's house that could be penetrated by a toddler, that just that just tickled me. Anyway, the other story I wanted to just mention to you, James, was about uh, the Covenant School shootings, actually. I saw a post this week um, written by best-selling author Karen Kingsbury, who lives in that area, and she was talking about how the uh, as the families a week ago they came together for the first time at the church, and there were two sentences further down in her piece that caught my eye. She said, "And get this, something you will not hear on the news: a number of covenant families anonymously pulled together to pay for the shooter's funeral because what? Jesus says, love your enemies.'" Whoa! What? Whoa! What? What? Karen Kingsbury, uh, I don't know if you know who she is. She's a uh, very well-known 
Christian author best-selling. She lives in that area. and I, She may even have some grandchildren at the school. But down in that piece was were those two lines. Repeat that, please. She, th- this is verbatim. She said, uh, something you will not hear on the news, a number of covenant families anonymously pulled together to pay for the shooter's funeral because Jesus says, love your enemies. And that struck me, and I've been thinking ever since about the power of forgiveness and, on the flip side, the power of bitterness. And I thought of um, Martin Luther King's famous words, you know, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. I, I just thought, you know, if... If people who have just come through a brutal attack like that can find it, at least some of the people can find it in their hearts to consider the enemy's family, then perhaps the rest of us can choose to let some things go. I I know that forgiveness is so hard. And I read something years ago that helped me with it. The author said, it can feel like by forgiving the other person, you're letting them off the hook but you're not really. You're just moving them from your hook over onto God's hook. And in that, it frees us up. I actually did a little research this week on bitterness and how it affects us physically. Johns Hopkins has an interesting article on the physical effects of bitterness. It can increase, well, if you're chronically angry, It affects your heart rate, your blood pressure, and your immune system. And if you stay there for a long period of time, you will have an increased risk of depression, heart disease, diabetes, and a number of other conditions. So even physically, the act of forgiving is good for us. And it's something we don't have to do all in one shot. That that sometimes is just too hard, but we can practice it. Wow. Rhonda, where can we find your essay? Uh, it will be on the dailybs.com. Rhonda Schrock, as always, where can people find you, your website? Yes, rondashrock.com. Uh, Schrock is S-C-H-R-O-C-K. Thank you so much, James. Rhonda, thank you. God bless you, my dear. And you it's too. not a boys club. We have Rhonda and Princess Guy right. still here with us. Thank you. <laughs> That's James right. Golden, A.K. Sterling, we're coming back. Don't go away. 